He laughed, and she laughed. Well, Miss Anne, he said, if we both got the same thing on our mind, let's make it to that party. And he took her arm, deliberately allowing the back of his hand to touch one of her breasts, and he said, your name's not really Anne, is it? No, she said, it's Leona. Leona? And he smiled again. His smile could be very effective. That's a pretty name. What's yours? Me? I'm Rufus Scott. He wondered what she was doing in this joint. In Harlem, she wore very little lipstick and no other makeup at all. Come on, he said. We'll pile into a cab. Are you sure it's all right if I come? He sucked his teeth. If it wasn't all right, I wouldn't ask you. If I say it's all right, it's all right. Well, she said with a short laugh. All right, then. They moved with the crowd, which, with many interruptions, much talking and laughing and much erotic confusion, poured into the streets. It was three o'clock in the morning, and gala people all around them were glittering and whistling and using up all the taxi cabs. Others, considerably less gala, they were on the western edge of 125th Street, stood in knots along the street, switched or swaggered or dawdled by, with glances, sidelong or full face, which were more calculating than curious. The policeman strolled by, carefully. This made him uneasy, and his uneasiness made him angry. Leona spotted an empty cab and hailed it. The taxi driver, who was white, seemed to have no hesitation in stopping for them. Nor, once having stopped, did he seem to have any regrets. You going to work tomorrow? He asked Leona. Now that they were alone together, he felt a little shy. No, she said. Tomorrow's Sunday. That's right. He felt very pleased and free. He had planned to visit his family, but he thought of what a ball it would be to spend the day in bed with Leona. He glanced over at her, noting that, though she was tiny, she seemed very well put together. He wondered what she was thinking. He offered her a cigarette, putting his hand on hers briefly, and she refused it. You don't smoke? Sometimes. When I drink. Is that often? She laughed. No. I don't like to drink alone. Well, he said, you ain't gonna be drinking alone for a while. She said nothing, but she seemed, in the darkness, to tense and blush. She looked out of the window on her side. I'm glad I ain't gotta worry none about getting you home early tonight. You ain't got to worry about that no-how. I'm a big girl. Honey, he said, you ain't no bigger than a minute. She sighed. Sometimes a minute can be a mighty powerful thing. He decided against asking what she meant by this. He said, giving her a significant look. That's true. But she did not seem to take his meaning. They were on Riverside Drive and nearing their destination. To the left of them, pale, unlovely lights emphasized the blackness of the Jersey Shore. He leaned back, leaning a little against Leona, watching the blackness and the lights roll by. Then the cab turned. He glimpsed briefly the distant bridge which glowed like something written in the sky. The cab slowed down, 
We've accomplished together, both going in the same direction, wanting the same things for each other. Sometimes, you know, you call me and you say, oh, I, I got to work late tonight. I'm going to be working late. And I, I sit back and, and I start to wonder about who you're working with and, uh, What you're working on, yeah. And I might get a little upset, <laughs> but then, you know, you come home and you always find some little way to let me know I got no reason to worry. Oh, yeah. I know you love me.
Hey, what's up? This is Louis Vega, and you're listening to the Hicks Mix. Mix. That's my man, Kevin Hicks. Yeah, do it, man. Do it, man.